Hello, this is the cosy space of the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. So we are a tribe of teachers that believe in a more nurturing, active, fun curriculum whereby children are inspired to have a love of learning. We collect the most wonderful people on here and this season we are talking all about children's authors. So we have found a collection of authors that all have the most amazing texts that you need to know about to enhance your teaching. Remember, to get on our website www.themuddybuddleteacher.co.uk you can subscribe for resources and training. We also have a muddy shop with lots of different bits including merchandise, our own published book and other materials. teacher podcast this week I have got Pooja now I've got Pooja's books in my house and I absolutely love and adore them so I'm so excited to have you on Pooja hello hello hi Sarah thank you for having me on I'm really excited not a problem can you just first of all explain uh, the books that you've got out and why you became an author what is all of this about Pooja yeah, so um so I, I suppose I'll start off with um, A Dinosaur Like My Sister which came out last year so that's the series I think um that's so that's the first book in this series that I'll be talking about and so that book is about um I'll just give you a little bit of a blur about what that one's about and then I'll talk about a robot squashed my teacher which is yeah, out this month <laughs> so um a dinosaur my sister is uh, about Isha Verma who's a genius inventor and uh she's determined to win the brain trophy which is this amazing prize given every year to the best young inventor of the year and uh, together with her apprentice Broccoli, she invents a time machine in her bedroom. Uh, but when her boring big sister Nishi accidentally gets zapped to the age of the dinosaurs, Isha and Broccoli must set off on a prehistoric rescue mission to get her back. And along the way, they face terrifying time-space monsters, they face mysterious wormholes, and of course, lots of dinosaurs. And the next book in the series, The Robot Squash My Teacher, again, it's, it follows on from a dinosaur with my sister, and Isha and Broccoli are once again trying to win the brain trophy and this time they've come up with another spectacular invention which is the raw easy and that's a gadget that's designed to let humans and animals talk to each other unfortunately when Isha's arch nemesis Ernie Rathbone who incidentally is also a fellow inventor lands her in detention the raw easy malfunctions and it transforms her teacher Monsieur Crepo into a pigeon and um, that's where this that inve- that, that's, that's where this adventure really kicks off because then Isha luckily does know what how she can change him back uh, and she knows where it, that, that thing is kept. It's kept in the central research laboratory. And what follows next is this adventure come heist uh, in which her broccoli and Monsieur Crepo, they set off uh, on this mission to change him back, uh, change him back into human form uh, before the competition. Um, and of course, their plan is constantly being foiled by Ernie Rathbone and uh, various other obstacles, um, including shrinking machines and, and robots as well. <laughs> Where do you get all this imagination from? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for me, it is always about, um, I, I've always believed that it's always about kind of trying to look at sort of what's around you in like in our daily lives. And so sort of, I guess what you'd say is the ordinary and then really trying to think of it in a different way and make it quite extraordinary. So, I mean, even with, um, with a robot squash, my teacher, I think it's just that really funny thing of, I wanted them to invent something that would let, humans and animals talk to each other and then I was thinking well what could be the worst kind of thing that could come from this that would really kick this adventure off and 
I just thought, well, of course, it has to be that their teacher would get turned into an animal. Yeah. And really, the reason it was a pigeon is because I just think pigeons are hilarious. And just <laughs> the way the way they look and the way they walk. And it's just they kind of seem to know sort of everything that's going on, like they seem to have sort of that, that expression about them. And I just thought, you know, I just thought this this will be great because just imagine your your teacher getting turned into a pigeon. I mean, I think it's just a great concept that, you know, I, I'm sure that most kids would have imagined that at some point in their lives when in school. Absolutely. Um, and there's such uh, strong science links with this as well, isn't there? There's a lot of yep. science in it, a lot of STEM, a lot of encouraging children to get into science, because I know that this is something that many schools are trying to trying to push for. And it's definitely something we as the Muddle teachers do with us trying to get uh, science a bit more hands on. This is really making science sound fun, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Um especially for me with this series I always loved science when I was in school it, it was I loved English and that was one of my favorite subjects but actually so was science and I think that sometimes um people may have this idea that science is actually quite boring or it's you know it's it's difficult to learn but actually science can be really really fun and I think for me trying to access science through sort of experiments and inventing and all that practical aspect was it, it was really important and I remember I was lucky because I remember teachers actually doing experiments with us and that's what really you know kind of sparked that interest in science and in many ways I think um, science and writing really do go hand in hand because you have to be quite nosy with both of them so yeah. so with writing you're 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 kind of constantly um, trying to listen in on conversations and various other things for inspiration but with science you're finding out well how is it that things work and why do they work the way they work and it's, it's all just about asking questions really and sort of getting outside and just trying to explore the world around us and sort of you know and inventing doesn't it doesn't have to be really complicated experiments it's because some really simple experiments that you can do yourself and see how things work and why they work and I think that's I mean if 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 any if kids take away anything from these books I hope it would be just that sort of that idea that science is actually really fun and just to want to go and do something of their own that invent something of their own as well. And we spoke earlier, didn't we, about, um, obviously, I'm very passionate about children doing more hands-on stuff. You know, we, I, so many times I've been to schools and seen them explaining presentations um, and, sorry, experiments on their boards, but then never actually get into that bit of the practicalness. They've done so much writing about it. Yeah. And then they, they have a tiny little snippet of, of a moment to do the experiment. And really, it should be more hands-on shouldn't yeah. it then they're not and like you said you got inspired into science because of the hands-on experiments that you loved yeah I think there's I think there's all you can very much learn by doing and uh, actually um actually physically doing something yourself sort of practically doing it um and actually in the book that's a lot of what Isha does is she'll do something she'll invent something and it all goes awfully wrong and then she'll learn from it but that's okay because it's all I always think with the same similar sort of thing with writing and experiments and inventing actually it doesn't matter if it goes right or wrong the most important thing is actually just having a go yeah. and just learning from it and I think that's that's as well in school I was lucky that that is actually the message our teachers would give us is just have a go and don't worry if it doesn't it, it may not come out the way the book says it should you know the textbook yeah. it, your experiment might really not come out that way yeah. um, and that's actually okay that's the best way you'll learn <laughs> Sorry, I have got a call by the way. <laughs> I think you can sound, tell by my voice that I've got a call. Um, so let's just go back to the writing side of things again. So um, your books are for what age group would you say they're for? So I'd say they're probably for about um, 
six uh six to eight eight to eleven that sort of age bracket really yeah. so our key stage two te teachers basically so uh, how did you get into writing how, how did all of this start did you always know you wanted to be an author yeah I, well yeah i did <laughs> i yeah. think um i was very much that when i was um asked as a kid what is it that you want to do when you're older um i always said i wanted to be an author and um so i i i actually remember i i, I was very much one of those uh children that would like creating my own books you know from paper and create these sort of mini books and then fill them up with stories and then um i carried on i studied english at university and then i i just carried on writing really and then getting rejected and just carried on writing because you know that it's it's never an easy kind of at least for me it wasn't an easy route it was actually quite a kind of convoluted route to getting published but then I was lucky that my first very first book was actually published in uh, 2017 and then A Dinosaur Ate My Sister was published last year um, and so it's it's been an exciting journey to see kind of because it is very much just about getting your stories on a page and then you just keep trying and sending them out there and then seeing kind of if a publisher likes them or not and that's that's how I really became a writer yeah and it, I think your journey has been like many of the other authors I've been interviewing and, and myself as well um but yeah it's it's hard isn't it and you've just got to yeah. be persistent and uh I always knew there was a book in me I knew that um but I think it's about being a bit uh, like my husband said to me when I sent my book into the publishers why have you sent it to like the three biggest publishers Sarah like how <laughs> arrogant is that and I just went well I think if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and it's like I, th I think it's a bit of that isn't it it's, I yeah it's been a bit arrogant but just really just you know set your bar high basically yeah. and go for it if you believe in what you're doing then others will believe in it eventually too. But yeah, it's taken me 10 years. So yeah, it's it's a long journey sometimes, isn't it? And you've just got to yeah. be persistent. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, because I, I mean, I'm not sure how it is for um, other authors, but I know for me, especially initially, you'll, you'll get a lot of rejections and yeah. actually you really have to kind of push through them and kind of think, well, actually, I mean, even if say, if it's one story that really hasn't worked, you sort of put it to one side and you just start working on something else and just keep doing that until you will eventually, you will eventually hit on that one idea that actually really, really works, but it might not be your first one and it might not even be your 10th. It might be, it might be your 30th idea or something, but it's, it's, it's definitely worth sticking with it. Absolutely. So you, you've achieved the dream now. What's next? <laughs> well, I'm currently working on the third one in the series, uh, in the Isha Broccoli series, which will hopefully be out um, next year. Um, and I'm excited as well to see a robot come out because that's um, out in, I think, in the next, the next week or so. So, okay. yeah, I, I still I still, still pinch myself, really, that it's it's kind of seeing your books on the shelves. That feeling is just it's amazing. It is. It's a proud moment. It's a proud moment. Um, so if people want to follow you and find out more about you, what social media channels have you got? Do you do social media? Yeah, I'm yeah. well, I'm I'm sporadically on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's at Putapuri Writes. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on there. Um, and I do tweet here and there, although probably not as regularly as I should. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard work, the social media though. And and also it's it's not always great for your mental health, is it to constantly be 
chatting to a lot of people you don't actually really know yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah it's nice that you've got a channel there that people can follow do you have a website as well that people can find your books from or where do you advise them to buy your books from? Uh, well I don't actually have my own author website but if you go onto uh, Macmillan's uh, webpage you'll be able to find all the links there to the book so that's probably the best place to go and it'll take you to the Amazon <laughs> page and, and the Kindle um, and all those links brilliant well thank you Pooja thank you so much for joining us I think that's really inspired a lot of my teachers and I really hope especially for the key stage two to go and buy your books and to have some some I go through the libraries in some of my schools that I go to and I see books that aren't relating to the kids and it's like we've really got to update and freshen up our bookshelves and get some of your books in inspiring the kids to get into science at the same time while having loads of fun and loads of adventures reading and loving reading as well which i'm super passionate about so thank you so much bye thank you bye we get the best people on the podcast right well this is what the mud puddle teacher is all about we are the mud puddle teachers and we are creating a world of education whereby we just have the most fabulous thinkers fabulous talkers fabulous creative people on here to try and help and build a family of educators that all think the same so are you ready do you think like us are you ready to be a muddy puddle teacher then come along to our website www.themuddypuddleteacher.co.uk and have a look at our subscriptions you can do a silver and just subscribe to resources or you can come and do the training on a gold subscription and come and join the fabulous world of the muddy puddle teachers